0: God is good all the time. Praise the name of the Lord. We're grateful for our being in God's presence. We give honor to the presence of the Lord here and and bless all of those of you who are here for this long weekend and also those of you who are online and those of you who will be watching uh, this recording. We uh, give praise and glory to God for his goodness amen let's get into the word I want to mind you that on first Friday that is this Friday on July 8th from 8 to 10 p.m. we are going to be in prayer and waiting before the Lord as and it's not going to be here it's going to be at 77 Columbia Street amen we're getting our we're, we're getting ready to go back to two services in September and we want to prepare PT North, which has not been open for two and a half years for us, we want to get ready by preparing the atmosphere in that neighborhood with prayer. We want to soak that space with prayer and we're going to be actually meeting there every Friday from, uh, every Friday in July and also first Friday in August and then we will uh, take a uh, break and get ready for September. So please join us. Uh, Romans chapter 16, verses 10 to 13. Romans 16, verse 10 to 13. A reading from the New Living Translation says, greet Apelles, a good man whom Christ approves, and give my greetings, this is Paul, Give my greetings to the believers of the household of Aristopolis. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet the Lord's people of the household of Narcissus. That's an interesting church uh, name. Give my greetings to Tryphena and Tryphosa. And I like the way the Message Bible says it such diligent women in serving the master as Elder Ken shared a communion, the master our Lord Jesus. And to persons who worked so hard for the Lord and greet Rufus, whom the Lord picked out to be his very own and also his dear mother, who has been like a mother to me. I want to speak to you on a subject, every church needs eight people, part two. This is the final part. Let's bow our heads. Father, I pray that my speech and my preaching will not be with the enticings of words of man's wisdom, but demonstration of your spirit and of your power, that people's faith will not rest in the wisdom of Brian Greene or in any human being, but in the power of God. I also borrow the words of the Apostle Paul first in, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse uh, 17. I cease not to pray for our people, make a mention of them in our prayer, and I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto all of us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Let the eyes of the understanding of our heart be enlightened so that we would know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches and the glory of your inheritance and inheritance that you have in each and every one of your people who are saints and help us to know the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe It's the same power that reached Jesus from the dead do that for us Lord in your name amen as I said every church needs eight kinds of people there may be more but you need at least eight the number eight in the Bible is the number of new beginnings uh, for example, the, in, in every week, like this week, uh, there are seven days in a week, and the eighth day of the week is a new beginning. It begins a new week. Uh, another eight is where you find uh, God was about to destroy the, the world through the flood, and he used eight people, uh, Noah and his wife, his three sons and their three in to start the earth again. So eight is the number of new beginnings, and I believe that what God is saying to us as we open up, reopen uh, Pentecostal Tabernacle North, our other, uh, our other facility located at 77 Columbia Street, it's going to be a new beginning, not simply for that church, but it's going to be a new beginning for us as a congregation, amen? So we want to get ready for the new thing that God is, is doing, and... And these are the kind of, the eight people that we need to really move forward in the new thing that God has for us as a church. Uh, now, Paul is, he, he, he writes this letter to Rome, though in the Bible it says the book of Romans is actually the epistle of Romans. is a letter that Paul is writing to a church, to the churches in Rome. He never visited there, that church. He, never, he didn't start that church. But he heard a lot about that church and he wanted to encourage them. And so um, if you can show the map, uh, Paul needs somebody to travel from Corinth where he writes the letter all the way to Rome. There is no UPS during that time. There's no FedEx. There's no um, th- there's, there's or no, uh, any kind of delivery other than uh, individuals who he has to trust to to carry this important letter seven to 800 miles. And this letter is so important and so powerful that God understands that this letter not only is gonna be a blessing to the church at Rome, but also 1,500 years later, this letter is gonna touch a a Catholic priest by the name of uh, Martin Luther and he is going to start a whole new move of God called the Protestant religion, uh, protesting the fact that you don't have to pay for salvation, that salvation is free, amen, that you don't have to pay. And, and, and the main scripture that changed Luther's life was this, Romans chapter 1, verse 17, that says, the just shall live by faith. When you come to Jesus Christ, it's by grace that you're saved. Amen. It is, salvation is a free gift. You don't have to say 18 Hail Marys, 50 Our Fathers. You don't have to pay the church to make sure that you are able to go to heaven. Salvation is free, but it's not cheap. It's free for you, but Jesus paid for your ability to get access into heaven. He paid On the cross of Calvary for dying for your sins and my sins. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you have to join a church to become. To, to to become a Christian or to become a believer or to have access to God. It's not by works. I don't care. You may say, well, I was baptized and I was Christian and I, I did all of these other religion stuff. None of that matters unless you first come to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Come to Jesus. I don't care how much you shake my hand, I don't care how much oil I throw on you, you must first. Come to Jesus. There was an old-time song that said, this, this way to Jesus is so high you can't get over it, so low you can't get under it, so wide you can't get around it, you must come in at the door. And Jesus is the door. So what strikes me about this letter is that Paul trusts a woman by the name of Phoebe a leader in the church, a deacon in the church, to deliver the letter to the church at Rome. And I want to say, as I said last week, that every church needs some Phoebes. Amen. Are you hearing me? Some Phoebe, some strong woman, some woman that, that you could put weight on to do the work of God. And I have to say that if, if, if it wasn't for women, I don't know where the church would be. I thought I would get more amen from the women, uh, but that's okay. Amen. Now, um, I want to speak about these four people. Uh, Paul, in the book of Romans, he's writing, it's like a, at the last chapter, he lists like 29 different people that he wants to sh- express his appreciation for. and. Uh, I think every once in a while, and Brother Elder Ken said it, about having reverence, not only for Christ, but reverence for each other. I think every once in a while you ought to send a thank you note or text or email or card to somebody in the body of Christ and say to them, I thank God for you. I think sometimes even a person is not a believer, you ought to say thank you. Yes. Thank a mentor, thank a boss, thank a, thank a teacher. My mom sent me to Matnon High School, Catholic High School. And as I, after I graduated, I really believed that Matnon, at least educationally, saved my life. And as I got into Bentley University, uh, uh, I realized how much they prepared me for college, for college. For, um, for university studies and i was so appreciative that every time i could think about it particularly at least once a year i would go to the convent which was uh, uh, right near the uh, high school i would go to the convent with a my favorite flowers were carnations because they would last long and i would go by uh, the convent and i would and i would bring flowers just to say to the nuns thank you i wasn't catholic but I do know one thing that they did—that they invested in me—and—and—and and, and, and every once in a while, when's the last time you thanked the teacher, a professor, a man? It's quiet in here. We we, this is—and I mean this—not so much you as individuals. This season is the most thankless generation. You open, the, you hold a door open for somebody and instead of grabbing the door, they walk through the door like you are the doorman for the, can I get a witness out there? I want to encourage you, especially you as young people, give thanks to people. When's the last time you thanked your parents for the sacrifices they made for you to be where you are? It's quiet in here, but that's okay. It is the 4th of July weekend, so I'm preaching some fireworks up in here. So what are the people we want to thank? Appreciate. What are the people that we need to make Pentecostal tabernacle or any church successful? First, he talks about Apelle's. This is the fifth person, Apelle's. And Apelle's name, his name means tested, or approved, tested or approved. First Peter chapter 1, verse 7, i read from the New Living Translation. Peter says, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. Your faith is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is more precious than more, mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, your faith will bring much praise and much glory and much honor, of course, to God. We need people who have been, who have gone through tests and trials and have shown that God is faithful. We need people who have been in, in, I mean, in hot situations, who, who have walked into the furnace of adversity, and the furnace of testing, but they came out not, watch this, not bitter by the smell of the fire that, got, burnt, that burnt them. And some of you, you have been in situations where you're pressured on your job pressured in your marriages, it with your children. And, and God is trying to show you that he has the ability to bring you out if you would trust him. There's got a, there has to come a time when we start reading about other people's stories and be the story. And I believe... Mm, I really believe that, for that, that many times when trouble, when trouble comes and you're like, where did that come from? I believe trouble is a gift to strengthen our faith. Yeah. Trouble is a gift to show us that God is real because sitting here and singing kumbaya songs, it's nice, but, but, but will what we learn in here work in real life? You won't know that God is a healer unless you get sick. You won't know that God is a provider unless you have no money. Oh, you get know. You don't know that God can give you peace in the midst of chaos unless you are thrown in chaos. Could it be that what you're going through right now is God's gift to you to show you that he's real, for real, for real? We need people in the church who don't talk a good game. They're living a good game. God is looking for some for real folks. Let me keep going. This word, his name, appellas, not only means tested, it means approved. Oh, my Lord. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 says, study to present yourself to God-approved, a worker tested by trial who has no reason to be ashamed because he is accurately and she is skillfully teaching the word of truth. Look, folks, there's got to come a time when you have the ability to not simply sit on the ministry, but you have the ability to also teach others. You can't can't know more about the next episode of Strange Things than you know the scriptures. You can recite all your favorite basketball players and all your favorite. You, you, no, you, have, you 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 mm, you follow more people on Instagram than you do follow Jesus in the Biblegram. <laughs> Bishop Green, you are preaching. <laughs> Study, and that little sorry scripture that you receive through the internet and your app. <laughs> Jesus wept, ooh, that would keep me through the day. Oh, come on, folks. The Bible says that the righteous man, in, 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 in Psalm chapter one, he meditates on the word day and night, day and night. When's the last time you memorized the scripture? Whew. We need people who know the word and can teach others. Jesus' command was not simply go into all the world and preach the gospel. The main command is go into all the world and make disciples. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, follow me as you're watching me follow Christ. If God would all of a sudden burst out in crazy revival and send 500 people in here, if you think that I'm going to kill myself teaching 500 people the word of God, you are out of your mind. Paul, I think it's Paul who, he, he, he criticizes the people. He says, at a time... You've been saved long enough that you should be teaching and yet you're still a child in the scriptures. Then you have the house of Aristopulus. and his name means best counseling or counselor. What am I saying? I'm saying... PT needs to be what I call the house of answers. This needs, to be a place, this needs to be a place that when people come in with problems, they receive answers, not from us, but from God, through us. I really believe, I, because I've seen it, and I, where people, they want to get to me or one of the elders, but they end up talking to somebody who's just a partner, so to speak, a layperson, but they get the answer from that person. Folks, you are ministers. You, God wants to use you. This church cannot be a one-man show. Gone are the days of these big personalities that the only way reason people come to church is because they want to hear such and such preach. You need to be coming to church to see Jesus. Yeah. And too many ministers have this cult of personality. Oh, don't get me started. When the scripture says, he who will serve everybody must be the humble one, must be servant of all. That's why you don't see me with 18 bodyguards. And when I walk down the center aisle, you know, 18 people around me saying, big bears in the house, big bears in the house. Yeah, because you, know, you can't touch him. They can't touch him. I went to a church of a big preacher in California. Uh-huh. Me and Pastor Larry and, 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 and the, uh, the, I don't know, the, the Secret Service that wasn't so secret. <laughs> they, they almost ran us over. Thank God the, the, the bishop said, oh, hey, guy, guy, whoa, ho! You know, where are you from? I said, we're from Boston. And, and, and I'm like, ah. I saw you a lot on TV, but if if this is the way it's gonna be. Folks, I put myself on notice. The reason why this church should be friendly is because the pastor is friendly. And hopefully you notice that after I preach I don't bless you and say, you know, bless you and then I walk out. You know. <laughs> this, this 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 can't be this can't be Looney Tunes, you know, uh, pork, you know, uh, the the pig who says, that's all folks. they can't, can't no. Let me keep going. This needs to be a place. The Bible says in Psalm 73, verse 17, ASAP, a worship leader, is complaining about why the wicked keep getting over, and he's frustrated because he's watching CNN and MSNBC and sometimes Fox, and he's seeing bad news, and he says, the wicked keep getting over, and he says, until I came into the sanctuary, then I understood. God's house needs to be a place of answers. Yes. Psalms 27 verse 4 says, "One thing have I desired, Lord, and that one thing that I will seek after, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire, inquire, ask questions, seek truth, seek information, seek knowledge in his temple." You should be coming to church saying, "God, speak to me." And he will are you with me? That's why I pray over you when I when I stop my sermon. Philippians, um, Ephesians chapter one verse seventeen. God, give unto all of us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Why? Help us to learn something. Give us an answer to questions that we asked you in prayer, and nobody knew that we were asking you, but somehow. Whoever's speaking gives this illustration. They go off on this rabbit trail, but the rabbit trail they went off for is for you. Is this helping you? God is going to give answers if you ask him. This place needs to be a house of answers, and not just from the pastor, but every one of you have gone through experiences where God can... Show some of you to, to how to help a couple who's struggling in marriage, how to help a, a, a single mom who's trying to raise a child, how to help a professional who's, who's going through situations on their job. This needs to be the place of answers. And the answers, God wants to, God wants to give the answers through you. Turn to somebody and say, you, you. are... An answer, and answer. For, somebody. for somebody. Every church needs and apelles, every church needs the house of Aristropolis. Every church needs a trifena, whose name means luxury, and a triphosa whose name means luxurious. These two women were a luxury to the church. They, they, they're mentioning Romans chapter 16, verse 12. Paul calls them women who travail in the, work, in the Lord. These are women, as Paul says in Galatians chapter 4, verse 19, that people who travail to Christ is formed in people's lives. Uh, The CJB version says these are women who are working hard for the Lord. The International Children Bible says these are women who work very hard for the Lord. Uh, And then finally, the Passion Translation says these are women who diligently serve the Lord. And so I I just want to pause here because in this church, we have a triphena and a triphona. Yes, we do. We, we have, can we show their pictures? Let me go up here before I, I got to go down to them. So we have, this is Trifina. Says Pentecostal Tabernacle honors Mother Kathleen Cummings. Watch this. For her 72 years of membership, 1950 to 2022. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. What you may not realize is that Mother Cummings used to be the minister of music for this church. And then, Trifona, Pentecostal Tabernacle, honors Mother Marcia Green. Whereas Mother Cummings is 72 years, Mother uh, Green, 70 years. 1952 to 2022, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. And again, we shared that Mother Green started a ministry at the church called Children's Haven that was not focused on our kids, but focused on kids in the housing projects in 77 Columbia Street. And so I want to say, God bless you first, Mother Cummings. Well done. And secondly, Mother Green, God bless you. Can we give them a standing ovation? One of the things, you may be seated, one of the things that I want to teach young people is that you honor those who came before you, and then you bless those who are coming after you. And so you honor older people because if they're doing what they're supposed to do, whatever you have, you're standing on the shoulders of people who came before you. And then you bless the generation after you. I was so thrilled when I was watching uh, and I don't want to call him but Ifani who when she saw Ruby she would hugged her and and Ruby's like ah in other words one of these days you know she's going to be mother Ifani. She's like bishop no don't I don't no don't don't push my life 70 years ahead. But the point is uh, so I remember what was I remember um, well, one one person uh, said Watching Mother Green and Mother, mother uh, 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 Cummings, they said, yeah, when I get older, I'm going to be a bad A mother. <laughs> you can have them say what the is for. <laughs> but the point is, is that I want to be, be a father in the Lord. I want to be somebody who young men and young women can come to and say, okay, I didn't have a father, but, but, but somehow you have a father in spirit. I want to be that dude. I, I want to be that dude that, that, that can hug a young lady and hug a young girl, and they don't have to worry about me doing something crazy. Because some people need the touch of love. Woo! Lord have mercy. And then finally, so so my point is that every every church needs some mothers, and some fathers, in the house of God. And then finally, every church needs a Rufus. Woo! Rufus, his name means red. When we think of red, like someone saying, "I I was seeing red." It it, it is it it means passionate. It, you need people who are passionate after the things of God you don't need indifferent people you want people let me put it this way that's what, that's what I love about David he says in Psalms 42 verse 1 and 2 as the deer pants for water so my son." soul longs for you. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When will I come before God? We need people who are passionate, on fire, not simply for God, but for the house of God. (laughs) See, Jesus walks into the house of God and sees the house of God doing everything but glorifying God, and he takes out his belt and starts whipping money changes. And he said, my father's house shall be called a house of prayer, a house where people can encounter God, but you made it a den of thieves. In other words, you made my father's house comfortable for the devil. And after whipping people out of God's house who weren't doing the right thing, John says that Jesus did this in John chapter 2, verse 15 to, to, uh, to quote, to fulfill the scriptures that the zeal for God's house consumed him. My point is this. Do you have a passion for the house of God? This word passion, a zeal, means jealous for the glory of God. It means ardor. It means heat. It means on fire. It means burning man or burning. God wants people who are red hot for him. That's why he was ticked off with the church of Laodicea. You're not hot. You're not cold. You're just lukewarm. God wants people who are on fire for God. You need to be a burning woman, a burning man, a man on fire. Is your praise passionate? Is your worship passionate? When you talk about Jesus, do people really understand that you love Jesus, that they can sense that you really adore Jesus? But not only adore Jesus, do you love his house? Could it be that your kids Your children are indifferent about God's house because you are. Could it be that people don't want to go to church with you because they're like, well, if you ain't excited, why should I go? I see. You see, the problem with some of you is that you put all your lives on Instagram and social media. What do you mean that's a problem? Because when you're excited to go someplace, yeah. I'm getting my eyes ready, I'm getting my lips ready, I'm getting my tucks ready. Oh, whoo, check out my shoe, check out my sock. Oh, you're getting prepped because it's going down for real. Ah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and, and you would say, well, what's the big deal? Oh, the Bible says that when the queen of Sheba, ah, when she saw how Solomon ascended to the house of God, her breath was taken away. When's the last time somebody saw the way you entered the house of God and went, whoo, whoo, whoo. Instead of seeing you dragging yourself. Ah, I guess we're here again. We're together again. When they see you, when's the last time people saw you run into God's house? When's the last time when you couldn't wait for the worship leader to say, Stand up and bless the Lord? When's the last time you were on fire? So somebody said, I want. What they have, I don't know, but maybe my God is different, but I want to be set on fire. When's the last time somebody sat next to you and got caught on fire because they were sitting next to you? I want to be a man on fire. The reason why I love God's house, you put on this last picture, this is my last final is 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 my my dad was a man on fire. He he loved church. He gave his life for PT. He gave money. He gave time to the point that sometime my mom was upset because why aren't you going to see your son's baseball game and why aren't you go and and I you know. I didn't understand back then, and I'm not saying that you forsake your children, but there was no doubt in my mind that even though my father was working at Raytheon for 35 years, involved with the, the uh, Patriot missile and all that stuff, he always found time to give more to Pentecostal Tabernacle than he did to Raytheon, because he understood that, it, that, that if he doesn't show that he loves God's house, how are my sons? That's why you see Uncle Kevin, my brother, just working a camera on me, quit my job to be a pastor. Why? Because I love God's house. I love the church. I love you. I, I, I'm burning for with a passion for the things of God. And, I, and, and I'm and i an OG. I'm an OG, but I want to raise up some MGs. What's an MGs? Some Millennials and some Gen Zs. I want them. You want to know how to praise God? Watch me. You want to know how to pray? Watch me. You want to know how to give? Watch me. You want your children to love God? Let them watch you. And my praise and my worship doesn't start when I get at 56 Magazine Street. My praise starts in my house. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I'm hyped up because for six days, I was worshiping by myself. But on the seventh day, I'm with people of God who loved Jesus like me. I can hardly wait. That's why David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. This ain't no act. This is who I am. I am a worshiper. And so are many of you. You don't have to be as demonstrative as as I am. But people need to be able to look in your eyes and say, oh, they love the house of God. They love Jesus. And when you can get a bunch of people who love God's house, there is no way that our church can't impact the city of Cambridge for the glory of God. Let's all stand. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Jesus. I'm glad the children didn't go downstairs for Sunday school today because I want the children to love the church, to love the church, to love the people of God. And you may be visiting from another church, love your church, love your church. Give to your church, your time, your talent, your treasure. If you're standing next to a child, I mean 17 and under, and if it's your child, if you can put your hand on that child's shoulder or if it's your child you can hold a hand And while you're doing that, maybe you're not standing next to a child, but you're standing next to somebody. And if they feel comfortable, you can touch their shoulder. If they don't, no problem. Don't make a big deal out out of it. But could you just take two minutes to pray for that individual and say, God, help my brother, my sister, my neighbor, To be one of the eight people that the church needs to move forward for Jesus. Can you do that? Just just take two minutes to pray right now. You may say, I don't know how to pray. Sure you do. Just ask God, God, make this person next to me one of these eight people who you need to make the church great. Maybe they're visiting from another state or another country, but they go to a church. Help them to be that person who's on fire for their church. Help them to be that mother and father in the church. Help them to be the person that makes the house of God the place of answers, so that people don't have to go to the secular world for answers but they can come to the house of God and get real answers for real problems. Oh, Spirit of God. Cambridge, help us to be a church that Cambridge needs. Help us to be a church that Cambridge needs. More specifically, help us to be a church that the port area needs. Help us to be a church that Cambridge port area needs. Help us to be a church that when people are walking their dogs, and they, they sense something happening in this place that they'll walk in and that we have space for them. We've made room for them. One more minute. God is here in your prayer. God, make this a church where children love to come to church so much that they They're dragging their parents. Mommy, daddy, get out of bed. We need to go to church. We need to meet Jesus. Oh, God. Let this be a place where teenagers, with all their faces and they're like, what's the use of going to church? Let Let this be a place of encounters. A place of encounters where they encounter not preaching and good music and nice people, but they encounter the Holy Spirit. Let this be a place where people walk in, all of a sudden they don't know why they're weeping, but they're weeping because, as Solomon said in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, The glory of the Lord so filled the house that Bishop couldn't even preach because of the glory, because of the glory, because of the glory. Let it be so that people are watching online, not even live stream, but the recording, and they feel the presence of God, the power of God. And they say, I don't know how how I'm going to get to that place, but I need to get to that place. I'm going to buy a plane ticket to get to that place because there's something in that place. So, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you set us on fire in this year of revival. In this year of revival, we're in revival, Lord. Set us on fire so people who know us say, what, what's going on with you? What do you mean it's going on with me? You, you're different. What do you mean I'm different? you different. There's a glow to you, there's a passion to you. What's going on? And we can tell them we've been set on fire by the fire of the Holy Spirit. Mm, Let them feel the passion of our love. Our love for Jesus and our love for people. Oh, Spirit of God. As every head is bowed and every eyes closed, if you've never received Jesus as your savior, if you've never seen this, this Jesus who has a zeal and love for you, a passion for you, and you say, yeah, I want that Jesus. Heads bowed and eyes closed. i like the opportunity to pray for you. I'm not gonna ask you to move from your seat, but I would like to know who I'm praying for. And if you're here and you want to receive Jesus, could you slip your hand up high so I can see it? I want to make sure I don't miss anybody. I see those hands. Good, those two hands. Excellent. Anybody else want to make sure? I want to make sure. And if you're online, you want to receive Jesus, you can receive Jesus right where you are. You don't have to come to this place. Jesus is coming to you. And so those of you who raise your hand, keep your hand up, and repeat after me. And everybody, could you repeat this so that you know, as we're leading those online to Jesus Christ, repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I come to you at this moment. And I admit that I'm a sinner. And all that means is you don't live in my life. But Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross and paying for my sins so that I can become a child of God. So Jesus, the Bible says, whoever calls on you shall be saved. So Jesus, I'm calling on you. Save me. Make me a child of God. Amen. Amen. That's all it takes. You ask them to come into your life. And if you slipped up your hand, make sure that you see one of the ushers, a welcome team, rather. They'll give you some material. Those of you online, please write our church. We'll make sure that you get a free Bible, whatever you need to grow in your walk with God. Thank you, Lord. I want you to put out your hands. If you're a first-time guest, we don't close with a closing, closing prayer. We close with a closing blessing, which means if you put out your hands, I want to just bless you. And this is found in the Bible. So these are words that God says He wants to bless you with. The word bless means, we the word bless means to speak words that empower a person for success. And so may the Lord bless you and protect you this week. May He look after you, shield you, defend you this week. May the Lord make his face to shine, grin on you this week. May the Lord be gracious, kind-hearted, and pleasant to you. May the Lord show you his favor, his preferential treatment that will promote you, appreciate you, support you, side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord give you his shalom, his peace, his rest, his harmony, his calmness, his composure, his prosperity, his success. And this week, may the Lord remove anything that causes agitation or discord with his divine purpose and destiny for your life this week. I bless you. I start your week off by blessing you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and everybody in this room and online says, I received that blessing. Amen. Have a fantastic day. Hey, family, thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you, and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching, and God bless you.